Welcome to this edition of Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD. This is Lacey Bolte with Nebraska AIDS Project. This show was created to highlight the great work done by many Lincoln nonprofits who are members of Cause Collective. To learn more about Cause Collective and how we help our members better serve the community, visit our website at www.causecollectivelincoln.org. While you're there, you can also sign up for a free newsletter to read all about what our members are doing and how you can support them. Just click Community Newsletter under the Community Outreach button. Today, we're talking to Danny Jurgens from the Friendship Home. She's the Development Director. And to get us started, Danny, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, I can. So I have been struggling to explaining to people how long exactly I've been with Friendship Home. I actually worked here from 2005 to 2017 um, in several different capacities, yes. And then took a five-year hiatus from Friendship Home and, and realized it's where my heart laid. And I have since returned in the role as development director. Um, during my time that I was gone, I worked for several other nonprofits and completed my master's degree and um, got to kind of see a variety of different things. Wonderful. Yeah, it just, they called you back home, huh? Yes, I've told everybody it honestly feels like returning home. (laughs) What would you say is the best part of your job? Uh, You know, working with survivors of domestic violence, it's really hard to try to find something that's great about what we do, um, other than obviously providing safety and shelter. But honestly, one thing I absolutely love about my job is just getting to meet new people out in the community that wholeheartedly support our mission and what we're doing, as well as the years that I worked with all of our survivors of seeing them being able to move on um, and become safe and living in their own home. Those are all parts and memories that I'll take with me forever. That's wonderful. And a a brilliant segue to uh, the mission. Can you talk to us a little bit about the mission of Friendship Home and the history? Absolutely. So Friendship Home's mission, honestly, is really to provide a continuum of care and support services to survivors of domestic violence and their children. And that continuum of care can be many different ways that we shelter those that seek our services from an emergency shelter to single family shelters and transitional shelter. While providing different services, we provide case management, advocacy, crisis line, as well as safety planning. Um, And then honestly, it's services beyond once they are out on their own, just continued contact and case management working with our those that we've served over the years. Um, So that's really our focus and our mission. Our vision is honestly one day to have our services cease to exist. Um, We would love to see a world where those that are committing these violent acts are held accountable and those that there's no longer victims of it as well. Absolutely. A little bit of the history of French. We actually started in 1978, Friendship Home began by the Daughters of Charity. It truly was supposed to be kind of a stopping ground for women that were in Lincoln visiting family members that were being held in the penitentiary. But over the couple of years of doing that, they realized that over and over and over again, women were seeking shelter and safety from domestic violence is what they were utilizing our services for. 
So in the early 80s is when we became an accredited nonprofit, opened our first emergency shelter. That shelter now operates as a service center, so it's still something that we have today, still a building we have today. And over the years, our services have just expanded with the needs. Um, in the late 90s, we added another shelter that was 25 beds. We have transitional units. And then all the way into 2015, we realized that we wanted to be more trauma-informed and help those families that we are serving. So we took a look at our emergency shelters, the way we were sheltering, and realized it's not the best for every family to be put into a home with 25 other individuals. And we opened up our first single-family shelter units. So they're scattered site apartments across the city of Lincoln where we're still able to provide all the services they need, but they're able to do it in their own environment. That's pretty in- incredible. And I think so many of us in Lincoln are familiar with the shelters. Um, and But it's not just that that y'all provide. And I think a lot of us in the nonprofit field take such advantage of the resources you provide. Like you said, your crisis line, um, the your website is just such a resource for us in the community. It's really incredible. Um, and as well as all the other services that you provide. So that's just, that's really awesome to hear about. And I wonder if you can kind of tell us a little bit more about um, like collaborating with other community programs and, and kind of what that looks like. Absolutely. So it obviously is not something that can be done for one organization. Lincoln has such a wide group of different nonprofits that are all working together. Honestly, I feel like we're really rich in the services area when it comes to um, what we provide here in Lincoln. But at Friendship Home, and we have several partnerships. We've worked with Lincoln Housing Authority for over 30 years now, I think is what our partnership is. But we are constantly referring to other resources potentially, whether it be Loan Center, Asian Community Center, helping work on DHHS applications, helping seeking services, maybe potentially from um, other organizations that are helping survivors as well. We we can't do it all just one. Um, it definitely takes a whole entire community to be able to help support survivors. Yeah, absolutely. So who who's eligible for your services and, and how can somebody get connected? Yes. Anybody who is currently facing domestic violence, and um, we do allow children to stay in our shelter, but however, there needs to be a guardian who is um, 18 or older that is allowed to come and stay in our shelter. So if anybody is currently experiencing any form of domestic violence, we also work with dating violence, stalking, sexual assaults, because those all are in the continuum or they're in the web I guess you would say of domestic violence or intimate partner violence. Um, And it can be any form of violence. It doesn't have to be physical. We have a lot of survivors that come to us that have experienced the emotional and verbal financial abuse as well. And the way they can get in touch with us is, as I mentioned earlier, we have a 24 hour crisis line. It is something that there's always an advocate there answering. We never close, our emergency shelter is never closed. So there is somebody there 24 seven, 365 days a year. That crisis line, just for anybody that's curious, is 402-437-9302. But as you mentioned, you mentioned our website earlier, people can also contact us. We've had people contact us through our website. 
We are on social media as well, so they can contact us that. But the easiest way to get in touch with somebody is that crisis line. Awesome. Yeah. And um, I wonder if you can tell us, uh, this is such a tough topic. Um, and so this question is kind of hard, but if you can kind of tell us like a favorite client story or um, a success story um, since you've worked at Friendship Home. Yes. Yeah, right. It is kind of hard to kind of think back on that. Um, some of the stories that we hear over the years are, are things that truthfully nobody should ever have to experience. Um, but there are those moments of joy. You know, there are those people that leave friendship home and move into their own apartment, um, get a new job, go back to school. There are so many women that I've worked with over the years that I that have experienced that that I really take near and dear to my heart. Most recently, we actually just had a woman go through one of our um, getting ahead support groups is what it's called that helps with, you know, financial empowerment. And she said that she had just signed a lease for her new place. She got the keys and she actually told one of our staff, she said for the first time ever in her life, she was going to have her own place that was safe, that she could call her own. And she felt comfortable and happy. She was looking forward to the future. She had a new job. And she said, that's all because of Friendship Home. Wow. And so hearing moments like that are, are ones that we always will hold near and dear. Absolutely. You're listening to Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD. And if you just joined us, we're here with Danny Jurgens, the development director at the Friendship Home. Danny, what would you say is one of the biggest misconceptions about the work that you do? One of the biggest misconceptions about, I would say there's there's a couple, um, but the first one that I can think of is that we serve only women who are experiencing domestic violence, um, which is not honestly the case. We serve anybody who is a survivor of domestic violence. The majority that we work with is 98% are women. Um, but when you think about it, a lot of those women are coming into our shelters with children. Currently, we had 64% of our people that stayed with us last year were children. And the part of those are, are male victims of domestic violence. Those young boys are experiencing it just as much as their mother and their other siblings. It's something they're going through. And someone, you know, they're learning ways, whether it be unhealthy or a healthy relationship, they come here with their own trauma and their own experiences. And we have advocates that are completely working with them. So that's one thing I want just, you know, the community to know that we are here for anybody that's facing any form of domestic violence, regardless of who they are. And you mentioned it earlier, but if, if folks just joined us, can you tell us again how people can connect with you? Yes, absolutely. If anybody is experiencing domestic violence and wants to talk with someone, we have advocates available that are here 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days a year. They answer our crisis line. They're there to talk to you anonymously. Or if you're seeking shelter, they can take that request. That phone number is 402-437-9302. Awesome. Thank you. Um, Danny, are there any events coming up that you want us to know about? Yes, we're kind of hitting full event season for us here at Friendship Home. But one of our events that we have done for this will be our 24th year of doing 
is stuff the bus. Um, we partner with Walmart and Sam's Club, StarTran and Alpha Media to host this event. So on April 15th and 16th, that's a Saturday and a Sunday, at all the Walmart locations and all the SAM clubs, you will find a Star Tran bus. There's four city buses across the city of Lincoln. And we will be handing out needed items list for our shelters. These are items that really keep us going throughout the year. They support our transitional units, our single family shelters, our emergency shelter, and even sometimes those that are waiting for our services or have experienced our services recently. And so these needed items lists include hygiene items, toiletries, um, cleaning supplies, household items, it could be pots and pans, sheets and pillows. So quite a big list that our volunteers are out there all weekend long handing out to any patron that's visiting Sam's or Walmart. You go into the store, purchase any items that you feel fit. It could be one bottle of shampoo, it could be a whole cart full, every little bit helps. And you get to come out and stuff the bus. So the volunteers will take the items for you, or you can go ahead and load up the bus yourself. A lot of children love to go ahead and get step foot on the bus and put the items on there. Um, it's a really fun event, and it's a great way to support all of the families that we're serving throughout the year. Last year alone, we served over 1,500 survivors of domestic violence. So any little bit from this event helps. And that's Stuff the Bus for Friendship Home. And what was the date and where is that at again? Yes, it is April 15th and 16th. And it will be, we will have a bus at every Walmart location here in Lincoln. So North 27th, South 27th, Andermont and North 85th. Wonderful, wonderful. So uh, people listening can get involved by donating at the Stuff the Bus event in April. Um, do, you, do you use volunteers as well? Can people get involved in other ways? Yes, there are many different ways to help out and volunteer. First of all, we will be taking lots of volunteers for Stuff the Bus. They're all in two-hour shifts, and we need about four to six volunteers per shift. So I think we were sitting at about 300 different time slots just for that event alone. Um, so that's something that our volunteers can do is just be event volunteers. They help out with Stuff the Bus. Every fall, they help out with safe quarters. But we have volunteers, groups that just need to come in for a couple of hours so they can help us with yard work or putting items away, organizing, stocking our shelves. We do have some other volunteers that are children's advocate volunteers. Those require um, some training. There's an interview process that goes along with that because we want to make sure that those that are working with the survivors in our shelter are um, safe for them to be with. But we also have volunteers that come in and help. We have volunteers that come in weekly and help with mailings and help um, with our boutique area and our service center. Multiple ideas, multiple ways that people could always help. We always say just reach out to us. We can figure out what you could potentially want to be looking for and the best way for them to help us out. Awesome. And and so many opportunities to, to volunteer. That's great. Any any sort of option and how could a volunteer connect with you? Yes, absolutely. So they could reach out to any one of us at Friendship Home, but the best way is going to be going to our website and looking for the spot where it says, I want to volunteer. 
That's going to connect them. They would fill out a form and it would go straight to our volunteer coordinator as well. Kelsey is our volunteer coordinator and you can find all her information on our website, um, her email and her phone number. And she's somebody who's always willing to talk with someone about maybe what they, they potentially want to do. Awesome. So lots of opportunities to volunteer regularly to help out with this event coming up in April, the Stuff the Bus event. Um, can people also support you financially? Yes, absolutely. Um, being a nonprofit, you know, a large portion of what we bring in is based off of grants and donations. We depend largely on the community to help support us and provide these services that are absolutely needed. So if anybody were to want to donate financially, they can go to our website, which is www.friendshiphome.org. There's a donate button as well that they're able to use. Um, they can always reach out to myself as well as the development director, and I can make sure that I get them connected to the right person. Um, many different ways to donate. There's also events throughout the year that help financially as well. Great, great. What are some challenges that you see in the year ahead for Friendship Home? Mm-hmm. Honestly, some of our challenges is always just the space, having the capacity to serve everyone that we want to potentially be able to serve. And last year's average for 2022 was an average of 16 people every day just waiting for our shelter services. And that's women and their children. That's just due to the fact that we're at capacity in every single one of our units across the board. It's just something that we've faced. Um, I've heard from staff that we've had a waiting list since the 90s. That program's improved. We've turned it into our pre-shelter program services. And that's where they're still able to get advocacy and case management and really start some of that essential safety planning. But always I'd say just space alone is just, it's a challenge um, knowing that there are people that wanting our services that are having to wait for it. Right, right. What are you sort of looking forward to in this next year for Friendship Home? Lots of, um, a lot of exciting things. I'm, well, being back here, it's just all exciting and things that I'm looking forward to. As everybody knows, we are kind of coming out of COVID times, pandemic, you know, um, however you want to view that. But we've had a lot of our events that either had to, we haven't had since 2019, or we've had a lot of events that had to go virtual. Um, This is our second time to be back in person for Stuff the Bus. It'll be our second year being back in person for Safe Quarters. A lot of different opportunities there just to start to continue to grow some of those events. So those are exciting and just continuing to work with some of the families and hearing about the impact that we're having on them is something I always look forward to. Absolutely. That's wonderful. It's so wonderful to be back in person. It's so much different than the virtual events. Super grateful we had opportunities, but just being able to connect in community. Yes, absolutely. I agree. To listeners just joining us, we are uh, Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD. We're here with Danny Jurgens, the Development Director of Friendship Home. Danny, could you tell me a little bit more about yourself and kind of how you got to this spot in your career? I know you said a master's degree, but can you tell us a little bit more about you? Yes, yes. So 
I truthfully, I started off my like my educational goals and, and began back in um, at Southeast Community College. And I knew there was something inside me that knew I wanted to work with those that had been um, survivors of domestic violence. I really wanted to see how we can make a change and an impact, hold um, accountable those that are perpetuating violence as well as potentially trying to find a way to put an end to it someday. Um, I call that a huge lofty goal that I always had, but it is something that's near and dear to my heart is making sure that those that we're working with are created equal and they have a safe environment to go to. I'm a mother myself. So seeing the children that come through our doors, knowing that they came from a home that wasn't safe, knowing that potentially in the future they're gonna be able to have their own safe home is something that keeps me going. And those were things that inspired me to do this work as well. So when I was at SEC, I started as an intern at Friendship Home um, and just continued my education throughout the years, but stayed with Friendship Home for quite some time. and and knew that it was still near and dear to my heart. So that's why I returned. I recently left, I was doing um, gender-based violence prevention education at uh, Nebraska Wesleyan. So I'm kind of stuck in the same same realm of field. It's so needed. We need more folks in this important sector. And it's, I think, unfortunately, we, we because it's such difficult work, we can lose folks to burnout. And so I guess I'm wondering, um, as a professional who's worked in this field for so long and has such a strong passion, how how have you stuck with it? Tell us, give us the secret. Yeah, burnout, you're right. You know, you've got to learn how to be able to take care of yourself as well, hearing some of that into some vicarious trauma and take that in as a worker. And what I've always said, um, I haven't been the best at it all every time, but I always say, you know, we're staff that work really closely together. So knowing that we can depend upon each other, um, knowing that when you walk out of shelter and that door closes behind you at the end of your shift, knowing that somebody else is there and they've got your back and they can help out um, and doesn't lie all on us. And then just practicing as much self-care as possible, talking with our coworkers, because you know, confidentiality makes it difficult for us to be able to talk to our friends and family they're really leaning on your coworkers for that support, um, taking long walks, whatever you enjoy, long extra car ride on the way home to listen to some music. Um, those are some of the things I talk to my team about is just finding any potential way that they can create that self-care for themselves. Um, so that way we aren't taking a lot of that trauma in. Yeah. So difficult. A lot of us in the this nonprofit field, I think, deal with that challenge of um trying to be there for the folks that we serve, be present with them, but also taking care of ourselves. Yes, yes. What do you think is one of the biggest lessons you've learned in your years of doing this work? Oh, that's a good one. I would say that everybody's got their own story and their own journey that they're going on is one of the biggest things that I've learned. Um, you know, we can look at things like the power and control wheel. We can see different tactics that batterers use and think that well, that's everybody's experience, but knowing that it's not, it's personal, it's individualized. Uh, a lot of these batterers take women's strengths and use it against them. They completely isolate them from friends and family. And the forms of violence that we've heard throughout the years is never exactly the same. 
but knowing that they're walking in their own path and they're going through their own journey. Um, not everybody comes to us at the same point. Not everybody leaves at the same point. Not everybody leaves and goes into their own home. Some do go back at times. There are times where they do have to return back to their batter, but that's all part of the process. And we just say our doors are never closed to anyone. So those are a couple of things that I've taken away is just letting everybody um, be where they are and meeting them where they're at. Appreciate that. That's wonderful. Um, in our last few moments, Danny, can you kind of share with us again how people can connect with you at Friendship Home? And um, yeah. Yes. So uh, Friendship Home is available with an advocate on our crisis line 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days a year. You can call anonymously. You can call and tell them who you are. Let them know, you know, share as much of the story as they potentially want. Or maybe it's just seeking advice of how to help out with a friend or family. That crisis line is 402-437-9302. If you ever want to learn more about Friendship Home, you can visit us at our website, www.friendshiphome.org. Thanks for joining us today on Cause Collective, Danny. She's the Development Director of Friendship Home. That's all the time we have for today. Um, but you joined Cause Collective Radio. It's on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD Lincoln's Community Radio. For more information and to listen to this podcast, visit www.causecollectivelincoln.org.